Welcome to the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. It's great to see you all. I hope you've already enjoyed a wonderful time celebrating the gift, the truth of this morning with family and with friends. We're glad you're here with us. Well, last night on Christmas Eve, we celebrated the fact that the Messiah had been born, that Jesus was with us. And this morning, on Christmas morning, we celebrate that the Messiah has been born and that Jesus is with us. Our celebration continues. We continue to celebrate that God has come. The story hasn't changed since last night, and the good news that was good last night is just as bit as good this morning. It's still the news that has the power to transform our very lives, to change our world. It's the epic story of God's love for us and presence with us. This morning, I'd like for us to think back on on that first Christmas morning when Jesus was born. Now, we don't exactly know when, when Jesus was born. We don't know the time of day. But we have a sense from the story of the angels appearing to shepherds in the field that happened sometime during the night. It must have been a long night for Mary and Joseph. We know that they had recently undertaken a journey of about 90 miles. When I googled that, that distance from Nazareth to Bethlehem, the first result that popped up was actually highway directions and a travel, this travel time of an hour, 54 minutes but I think the journey for them was a bit more arduous. And so they were already exhausted. They had already been through a lot. As they had traveled from Nazareth to their ancestral hometown of Bethlehem, so they could sign up for this census and get ready for the tax that would inevitably come along with it. And we're told that on the heels of this trek, that the time came for the merry for the baby that Mary was carrying to be born. And because there was no room in the inn or the guest house, these new parents needed to use a feeding trough as a makeshift crib. There was no room otherwise for this family because the population of Bethlehem was swollen with all those people who had descended from the line of King David and had to to arrive at that same place at about the same time. It was a busy season for Mary and Joseph, a busy few weeks and a very busy night. And we're told that in the midst of all that unfolded that night, this young family had some visitors. We heard read from Luke 2 that when the angels had left the shepherds and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told." Now, we don't know exactly how long it took the shepherds that night to travel from their fields to, uh, 
to the city of Bethlehem or how long it took to find the baby, but we get a sense that they were among the very first visitors. But apparently there were others around, others who had already arrived, because we're told that the shepherds told anyone who would listen what they had heard about this baby from the angels in the field. The angels had told them that when they found this baby wrapped in cloths, they would encounter a savior, the promised Messiah himself, the Lord among the people whom God loves. This was powerful language they had received from from the angels. These were epic claims, but the shepherds did not hold back. They related everything just as they had been told. And they returned to their fields glorifying and praising God. We get a sense, we can get picture them along the road. It's kind of this joyful, overflowing, ebullient group that day on the road. But back in the makeshift nursery, things were quite a bit quieter. The shepherds had turned up the volume, but when Luke shifts the focus to Mary, he says this. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Treasuring, pondering. These are quieter and more contemplative responses. These aren't the shouts of joy that the shepherds echoed along the road. Mary was simply taking it all in. And she already had a lot to process. We know that the angel Gabriel, more than nine months before, had appeared to her suddenly, telling her and explaining to her that that she would actually come to mother, the one whose father was God himself. And then Mary had visited Elizabeth, her relative, who had a child about six months before the birth of Jesus, And amazing things were being told about that baby, John, as well. And Elizabeth, during that visit, had affirmed the words of Gabriel to Mary, declaring and confirming that, yes, the child that Mary bore was the Messiah himself. There was so much for Mary to consider that night, to ponder, to treasure, to have replaying again and again in her mind. And we imagine that at some point that night, she fell asleep. It had been a long night. We don't know how long Mary's labor took. We don't know how much sleep she'd already missed. But I can only imagine that, like just about every other woman ever to give birth, she was exhausted. Her brain was full. Her body was tired. And she welcomed the gift of rest when it came. And as she went to sleep, There were so many things whirling around in her mind. Promises, predictions, proclamations, all centered on her and on this baby that had just been born that night. We don't know how long she slept. We don't know how deep her sleep was. But at some point, she woke up on that first Christmas morning. And as she awoke, she may have had some questions poking through the fog of her drowsiness. I can imagine her head clearing and just thinking, did, did all that really happen? Where's the baby? How's he doing? Where's, where's Joseph? Are those shepherds still here? What was it they said about what the angels told them? I'm sure you've gone to sleep with a head full of thoughts and awoken the next morning to realize that somehow during the night your brain had been churning and stewing on those thoughts. Maybe they even visited your dreams, 
maybe even in some strange ways. I can only imagine that's how it was with Mary, because she had gone to sleep with a very full head and heart. There was a lot she was pondering and mulling over and treasuring, we're told, in her heart. So I can't imagine she woke up with everything clear and settled in her mind. But Luke presents Mary as a woman of deep trust and faithfulness who found favor in the eyes of the Lord. She was still taking things in. She was pondering things that first Christmas. But I imagine she still had a good idea of at least the next steps she was supposed to take. She knew she was called to continue in faithfulness, in belief, in humility, in surrender to God's will, and faithfulness in walking in the strength that God gave her. This morning, this Christmas, I think we can ponder some of those same things that Mary did that morning. This morning, we can ponder, did last night really happen? Was that baby truly born? And what's this baby all about? We too have heard things declared about this baby who was born, and what do we make of it all? How do we respond? And as we respond to the manger and to the gift of this baby, God himself, Emmanuel, with us, we consider how might our lives be a living response to what we've been told and to what we've been given? How can we be faithful to what God has called us to, faithful to respond to what he has shown us and revealed to us, given us and blessed us with? Last night, we declared together, Christ is born. And this morning, we echo and affirm, yes, he is, he was. That really happened. We find ourselves with an opportunity to peer again into the manger, to pause even in the midst of our celebrations and joy and consider and ponder the implications of this birth, to treasure those things up in our hearts. The shepherds were right. This birth was cause for celebration, reason for joy. But from Mary, we learn that there's something deeper going on as well, something to be, to be treasured and pondered, to be mulled over. This baby was far more than met the eye. The things that had been announced about him had deep, even complicated consequences and implications. Joy was certainly a fitting response, but over time, there would be others as well. I imagine for Mary and Joseph, they found themselves taking things one day at a time with this infant who would grow before their eyes. And that idea of walking one day at a time with Jesus in our midst is our opportunity as well. And so may we, in this Christmas season, in the new year ahead, take time Take time to pause, to ponder, to reflect, to treasure, to savor these Christmas truths and especially their implications and their call on each of our lives. Last night happened. Today, Christ is born indeed. In the days ahead, may our hearts be filled with the news of that great joy and may our lives be shaped by every word of it. I invite you to pray with me. Jesus, this morning we worship you again as Messiah, 
anointed one, Christ, king of creation and the promised king who will return to earth in majesty and glory. Jesus, as we await your return, would you restore in us any sense we've lost of the joy in your coming, any sense we've lost in the joy and anticipation of your promised return. Jesus, rekindle in us faith and commitment to stand even when doubts come our way. Lead us to quiet moments of reflection. Lead us to greater openness to the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives that the truth and good news of Christmas may truly penetrate deeply into our hearts and grab hold of our minds and our lives. Jesus, keep our eyes on your cradle and your cross and on all those things to which you call us. We pray in your holy name. Amen.